Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Luckily, my job was paying me $8,000 a month after taxes. My living was paid for. Um, my car was paid for for my job. So every single dollar that I was making, I was just spending on acquiring more units and just using it to uh, basically buy more furniture. Wow. What job were you making eight k a month? As an engineer. Working every single day, six days a week, sometimes oh. seven days a week, working 60, 70 hours a week. Now I see why you left that one. That's why I left. <laughs> Wherever you guys are watching this show, I would truly appreciate it if you follow or subscribe. It helps a lot with the algorithm. It helps us get bigger and better guests, and it helps us grow the team. Truly means a lot. Thank you guys for supporting, and here's the episode. All right, we're talking Airbnbs today. We got Hamza Zafar here today. How's it going, man? Doing well, man. All the way from Dallas. Not too far. Yeah, I actually lost flew in from Canada today, but yeah, generally I do live in Dallas. Okay. You had Airbnbs up there? No, that's where I'm from originally. That's where my family lives. So I was visiting nice. parents for the Christmas and New Year's time, and I just came to Vegas for the quick day. Okay. So you grew up in Canada, and then when did you move here? So I grew up in Canada pretty much my whole life. Went to school, went to university in Canada. Uh, then right after I got my first job, I moved to Philly. Lived in Philly for about three years. Uh, then I moved to Detroit. Lived in Detroit for about a year and a half, almost two years. And then I just recently moved to uh, Dallas, Texas. Wow. So you were in the cold, man. Yeah. <laughs> been cold my whole life, yeah. But now with Dallas, you're probably finally getting some heat. Yeah, that's the problem too, right? In the summertime, it's 110 degrees <laughs> and it's burning hot. You can't really go outside. So Yeah. So was, when did you get into Airbnb? So I got into Airbnb, first discovered it really, was back in 2020 uh, and near the end, around October time, November, and started really diving into it. Uh, while I was working my 9-to-5 job as an engineer at the Philadelphia airport around November, I think that's when I got basically my first couple of units and really started to take the business seriously during 2021, the new year. Mm. And how much money did you start with originally with this? So originally, I only had about $4,000. That's all I really had. I was making about $8,000 a month for my job. So I used that $4,000 to basically furnish that first unit and then use the profits from that one, rolled it over, and just continued expanding. Nice. So that's not even that much. No. How were you able to get a house for just four dollars uh, So my first ever deal was a four-bedroom townhome in Philadelphia in Queens Village. And that was really a test concept to see if I'm actually going to make any money or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, half the house is already furnished. The other $4,000 I spent buying furniture really cheaply from Ikea, built yeah. everything myself, and it wasn't really that much. Wow, really bootstrapping. Yeah. And that was in Dallas? This was in Philly. Oh, in Philly. Yeah. Okay. And the first year, what were the numbers like? So my first year, 2021, uh, I finished off at around, I think it was 50 units almost. And the entire year, I don't remember, but I finished off at around 100,000. It was my peak month uh, at the end of the year. Damn, 50 units in your first year? 50 in my first year, yeah. How were you able to get that many? Uh, so business credit card. So when me originally, the biggest problem was because I'm not a U.S. citizen, I didn't have a lot of business credit. I didn't really have any credit at all whatsoever. So it took me a little bit of a while to actually build that credit up. 
So what I had to do was I had to just use a lot of my cash to just, you know, scale the Airbnbs that way. Mm. Luckily, my job was paying me $8,000 a month after taxes. My living was paid for. Um, my car was paid for for my job. Mm-hmm. So every single dollar that I was making, I was just spending on acquiring more units and just using it to uh, basically buy more furniture. Wow. What job were you making eight k a month? As an engineer. That's pretty good, right? Yeah. Not bad at all. Was that fr- remote? No, I was working every single day, six days a week, sometimes oh. seven days a week, working 60, 70 hours a week. Now I see why you left that one. That's why I left, yeah. <laughs> Your lifestyle has changed a lot from then. Yeah. So year two, how many units? So year two uh, is going to be end of 2022. I finished off at 200 units in total. Wow. So I went from 50 to 200. Um, and I think at my peak month, I was at 500,000 in revenue. That was in July. Mm-hmm. Majority of my apartments and my units are all in the East Coast. Uh, so they do really, really well in those summers. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And they don't do that well in the winter. Got it. So that was my peak. 2023, I just finished this year off at 400 units. Jeez. Uh, I'm doing about a million dollars a month right now. Oh, and I did about 10 million for this year. Total. That is insane, man. Yeah, that's 10 million in total revenue. My actual gross profit, my actual like uh, profit from 10 million was about two and a half million dollars. Incredible. Uh, from that two and a half million dollars, you asked me how much money is left over? Zero. <laughs> I spent $1.6 million on furniture for more units. And then on top of that, I spent a bunch of money on just growth, expanding, hiring more employees. Basically, just all the net free cash flow left over for this year of that two million plus was all spent on just basically growing the business and going to you know eventually the goal is a thousand units. So like for example, right now I have a hundred units being starting. I'd say in about the next three weeks. In wow, Philly and more in Detroit, more in Dallas. So twenty twenty two was sorry twenty twenty three was a year of just growth. I wasn't really worried about keeping all that money. You know, I spent it all on growth. 2023, I'm going to really chill out, relax, focus on leaning out operations even more and try to keep as much of that profit as much as possible. Nice. You're still living pretty frugally then. No, not really. Um, <laughs> I, my, the penthouse I live in in Dallas is like 15 grand a month. Okay. Um, you know, I, I fly, you know, business class to Dubai all the time. Like, I still live relatively well, but compared to the amount of income I'm making, you know, it's still relatively high. Got like it. on a million dollars, a million and two in income, I'd say, I'm doing about, I'd say, 200 to 300,000 net profit. So relative to how much net profit I'm making, I'm still, you know, living. Yeah. Damn, that makes sense. Um, so why do you want to hit 1,000 units? So I just want to, that's a number that I have. Uh, I want to grow the business to that size. And if I can do it all without any outside investors, without any private funding, Without any loans whatsoever, that's going to be a really big accomplishment because all the income is my income. There's no hands in my pocket. There's no distributions I have to give everybody. There's no a million partners. Everything I own 100% completely. And that's been my goal since day one. Yeah. Um, so like right now, just with the 500 units that I have lined up or the 500 units that I'll be at by the end of next month, my 400 right now. 
if I don't expand whatsoever, if I don't grow and I just chill at 500 units, I'll finish 2024 off at 20 million. Damn. And at 35% net profit margins, I should do at least $7 million in take home income. That's after everything. That is incredible, man. And the fact that you're doing this right now in the current real estate market is super impressive to me because everyone I know in real estate right now is kind of hurting or kind of standing at a pause. Is that, have you experienced? Yeah. So it's actually good for me. That's happening. So I'll give you an example right now. I just had a building, a new construction building, gray star managed, uh, the builder built the building and they have a lot of vacancy. Mm -hmm. They have, they were on construction loans. They were on a bunch of crazy loans. They needed to basically fill these apartments up. So I signed a deal for 40 apartments in that building, brand new A-class luxury building. Uh, this is in uh, Ohio. I'm not mm -hmm. going to say the city, but the greatest NBA player of all times from uh, Ohio, from that city. I think they can. Yeah. <laughs> um, but basically, the builder is basically screwed because like, no one's going to really rent these apartments right now. We're in wintertime. It's the lowest time of the entire year for multifamily lease-up. So he's burning money on the front end. So I negotiated 40 units with four months of rent concession for free. The, almost the entire amount of rent I saved was about $250,000 up front. Wow. So I don't have to pay a rent for the next four months and have 48 clash luxury units in a brand new building. How were you able to negotiate that? You think it's because you had so many units? It's just leverage, right? Because you have to look at it from a perspective of the landlord. If I don't take them, nobody else is going to take them either. Mm. Every single time a building owner has to basically do an entire lease up, it takes a little bit of time, maybe a year, maybe two years to get even 80% occupied. They need to pay a commission to every single agent or a leasing agent that even rents that apartment for that's one month's rent off the bat. Right. There's also the turnover costs and the vacancy costs, right? Signing over 40 apartments, someone like me, gets rid of 40 headaches, gets rid of 40 tenants, gets rid of you know a lot of the problems that you have in terms of commission of getting out to leasing agents. Mm. And that's 40 units it doesn't have to worry about. So when you have leverage right now, and especially right now, it's like the best time because landlords are hurting literally everywhere, mm -hmm. you can get crazy deals. Dude, that is insane. I've never heard that strategy, but it's yeah. super smart because... Some people are buying one apartment at a time. And it's not No, as it's not worth the ROI of my time anymore, right? I'm at the institutional level where I'm competing with a lot of the bigger players in the arbitrage space. So I don't even do anything less than a couple floors at a time. I need at least wow. 20, 30, 40 units at a time to make it worth the ROI of you know my money and my time. Because the only way to really make money right now is with economies of scale. So me having five apartments and paying cleaning staff $100 to clean a one-bedroom, I'm not making any money. Yeah. But I have 50 apartments in a building where I'm paying cleaning staff you know, $10, $12 an hour, that's when it can actually scale and make a lot of money. Yeah, because then they don't have to travel to each location right. and yeah, a lot of nuances. Yeah. Are you interested in coming on the Digital Social Hour podcast as a guest? We'll click the application link below in the description of this video. We are always looking for cool stories, cool entrepreneurs to talk to about business and life. Click the application link below and here's the episode, guys. So with your big competitors, how large are, they, are these companies? So I'll give you an example. Saunder has like 10,000 plus apartments. Uh, it was actually started by a guy from Canada too, himself. Mm -hmm. He was a student at, I think it was McGill University, started with one summer and scaled to, you know, 10,000 apartments. But it's not his company. Obviously, he's the owner, he's the founder. He took VC uh, back, uh, you know, he had a lot of VC backing and venture yeah. debt and raised a lot of money. The problem with the, uh, that company is that they're losing money. For every dollar they make, they're losing about 30 cents. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so I think in the 100 plus million they made, they've also lost millions and millions of dollars. So, you know, my goal is to not expand just for the sake of market share. My goal is to expand, but also make money at the same time, right? Mm. My goal is not to get to a, a 10,000 apartments. I have no, you know, goal for that. If I'm making, you know, $20, 30000000 million in take-home personal income on 1,000 apartments, I'm very happy with that. <laughs> I'm good with that. Yeah. <laughs> that is crazy. And were there any hiccups along the way, like any years or months where you were losing money or going Oh, through? yeah. So last winter, I lost about $250,000 
November, December, January, February, those four months in total, I lost 250 grand in Damn. total. Yeah, so a uh, few mistakes on my end, but overall, it's just general market. One was uh, pricing. I didn't really price my uh, all of my apartments properly. Mm. Assuming that last year, not 2022 winter, but 2021 winter, was what can I expect? That wasn't the case at all. So I didn't really discount my rates way ahead of time. Mm. And then on top of that, the actual units themselves. Uh, when I first started the business, I was in a lot of B-class, C-class apartments. I had to go to Dallas, rent an apartment for $800. B class, C class stuff, and it would make $27, $2,800 a month. Mm-hmm. That was during the good old days, the glory days of Airbnb, where anyone can grab an apartment, throw barely any furniture in there, and make $2,000 a month in free cash flow. Yeah. It doesn't exist anymore. So, what I did basically for the year of 2023 was start eliminating and cutting all the units that weren't really profitable. They didn't have enough meat on the bone for me, improving my operations, leaning out my housekeeping, decreasing mm-hmm. my housekeeping costs tremendously in almost every single city, and upgrading my units to higher end, luxury, A class units. There's a lot more meat on the bone to actually make profit. Got it. So last November, just the November that just passed, I did about $200,000, $225,000 in total net profit wow. on 400 units. But the November before that, I lost 50 grand mm. on 200 units. Dang. So if you go off the same metrics, I should have lost 100 grand this November. But I didn't. I made 225 grand because housekeeping costs were reduced by 70%. Mm-hmm. The units now are a lot better, a lot nicer, designed a lot uh, cleaner. And... Pricing. I just went pricing way ahead of time, two, three months ahead of time, because I didn't want what happened, you know, last winter to happen again. Yeah. So are you using AI to determine the price you charge now? Yeah. So there's a software everyone uses called Price Labs. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty self-explanatory once you sign up. But just using that software alone isn't enough. There's a lot more in-depth uh, revenue management skills that you have to have mm-hmm. uh, to actually apply to make sure it's actually working. Have you seen a sweet spot in terms of the pricing? It's, it's dynamic, right? It really changes. In the yep. winter time, you're trying to sell off apartments as low as possible at break even or a little bit above. Summertime, you're just you know blowing up uh, your weekend rates. You're blowing up those concert rates to even seven, eight hundred dollars a night. Mm-hmm. Taylor Swift concert was crazy for me this year. Um, I think I didn't sell a single apartment for less than six hundred dollars a night for the Taylor Swift concert. Damn. So, yeah, I made the a one lot. One in Vegas? Uh, no, so the, in the cities that I'm in, in Pittsburgh oh. and Philly and Detroit, those are three cities that she came to. Every single apartment, minimum $600 for the entire weekend. Jeez. Yeah. I think she was making like a million a day or something. Crazy. Yeah, so I was, I, was, I was making a lot of money because of <laughs> That could be an interesting strategy. Go, go after cities where like artists perform at. Yeah, but the thing is you can't rely just on that right. because those things are really dynamic. You can change at any time. Yeah. So those are they're nice to have. It happens once in a while, but can't really rely on it. I feel that. Yeah. Do you stick with like the same cities for the, for the most part? No. So I try to expand uh, where I can, but I've actually changed my strategy this year. Last year, my goal was to expand horizontally and get into you know, multiple different markets. But I realized it's not really the way to go. I want to expand more vertically because mm-hmm. if I'm expanding vertically, my economies of scale actually get a lot better and actually hire housekeepers and cleaning staff for a lot lower, right. therefore increasing my overall net margins. That makes sense. Yeah, because then you could just use the same team. rather. Yeah, than- there's no point of getting 20, 30 apartments in 10 different cities. You get 100 apartments in three, diff- in three different cities, you'll make, a, you'll make a lot more money. You'll make way more profit. Your margin will be a lot better. Yeah. So you care mainly about the cash flow, not the equity, right? Well, correct. Yeah, there's no equity in this business whatsoever. The only equity you really have is the actual business itself. Is the business sellable after a certain amount of EBITDA that you're making per year? Yeah. Uh, it is to bigger arbitrage companies, to private equity. You just you have to be past a certain point for them to even be interested. Yeah. That point is around, I'd say, 500 plus units. For the 500 plus units, and if your goal is to sell, then you can sell the business if you want. Yeah, is that a goal for you or no? Honestly, I have no idea. Either I scale to 1,000 units and sell, or I sustain it and make it a lifestyle business. Yeah, because I feel like, I mean, how many hours are you actually putting into this a week? Now, 
I'd say probably three, four hours a week at the very That's max. It? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I mean, you could just make 10, 20 million a year off three to four hours a week. Right, so, and that's the goal, right? So we'll see really where life takes me. <laughs> As of right now, I'm just trying to get to 1,000. Yeah, so what's this Airbnb bust? I see people are quitting Airbnb. So almost every single uh, news outlet in the media, uh, you're going to basically hear Airbnb bust almost everywhere. And it is true, and I'll give you some context behind it. So the old days, two years ago, in Airbnb, you could go rent any apartment, Put anything in inside of it, ugly pictures, price it randomly. You'll make a lot of money. Because so many people have been talking about Airbnb arbitrage specifically in social media, right, in the news, and how lucrative the business model it is, markets got saturated. Mm. What happens now is you have a huge amount of supply and demand cannot keep up. So the only people that are actually going to make any money are the top 20% of hosts. They're probably going to. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little... Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Attract 80% of all the revenue. So you have to be an exceptional host nowadays. You can't just put in random furniture and you're going to make money. Your design has to be on point. Your pictures have to be on point. Your reviews, very important, have to be on point. Right. You have to be a super host. Your pricing strategy, your revenue management has to be on point. The quality of your unit has to be on point. The amenities, do you have free parking? Do you have a gym? Do you have a pool? All these things matter now, and those are the hosts that are actually making most of the money. Mm. So are you one of those? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. The, the reviews for me are super important. Yep. Like if it's not like a four or five or above, I, I literally won't say that. I, even four point, anything below four point eight is considered bad. Really, yeah. four eight? Damn, yeah. that's tough. Because with restaurants, I feel like it's it's people are more strict. Right, right. Like if, for me, like restaurants, like if you're below a four, I won't eat there. Yeah, for Airbnb, uh, you can't even be a super host in, unless you're a four point eight or above. Wow, yeah. that is insane. Um, when it comes to the furnishing, did you have to learn all that on your own or did you just outsource it? No, you can really outsource it. So originally when I first started, my wife helped me a lot with furnishing the apartments, designing everything. And now we started scaling and it got really hectic and really busy. Just hired basically VAs overseas, uh, full-time as interior designers. They're just as good as American interior designers mm. for one-tenth of the cost. And they basically do the entire design aspect for me now. Wow. And they do it remote? They do it fully remote. All I need to send them is a uh, 2D floor map, yeah. uh, some pictures and some video. And they'll create a beautiful 3D rendering of the exact measurements, exact dimensions of the exact design that you like. That is impressive, man. And then who actually like goes and puts all the furniture there? Furniture builders, uh, people from TaskRabbit, teams on the ground. So if it's the current city they're already in, mm -hmm. already have teams that handle the entire thing from the moment the furniture arrives to the moment the listing gets listed on Airbnb, pictures set up and everything. A brand new city, then we have to basically go there find a team, build a team, and start from scratch. Yeah, that's cool. And you mentioned you started this off credit credit mainly, right? Business, business credit, credit helped a lot, yeah. So credit cards? Yeah, so business credit cards, all 0% APR. So I have never paid a dollar on interest. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't. So my goal was to basically just use business credit cards that have 0% APR. 
So she the Chase Freedom, Chase Inc., the Amex Blue, all yep. the usual 0% APR cards. I just ran them up like crazy. Dude, I just got 200K in those. Oh, yeah? Like Which a, one? Two months ago. Uh, Amex Blue, Chase Inc. gave me 50. Nice, nice. Um, U.S. Bank. Yeah. Bank of America had like four of them. Uh, Umqua Bank. Have you heard of that one? No. Yeah, Umqua Bank. Some guy helped me out. But yeah, dude, it was like 200K for 0% for a year. Yeah, that's amazing. That's, that's literally the best. That's that's free money that you can use to expand your Airbnb business and not worry about having to pay it back until a year later. Yeah, no, I'm a huge fan. And I mean, you see guys like Dave Ramsey like hate on taking on debt and stuff. But I feel like with that method, it's very low risk. Correct. Like Dave Ramsey hates the fact that you're paying 25% interest on credit cards, which I agree, you shouldn't pay at all. But if you're not paying anything and you're paying 0% for the next year, it's a no-brainer. Why yeah. wouldn't you? Especially if you could put it in a cash flow. Because then you could just yep. make that money and keep the difference. Yep. Yeah. So um, do you do this mainly? Is there any other investments you have? That's pretty much it, man, honestly. Uh, when I first uh, when I was working on 9 to 5, I tried many different things. I was, I was in crypto, uh, stocks, et cetera. Didn't really, you know, nothing really stuck. I lost about half a million dollars in crypto. Damn. Yeah. What'd well, you I, buy? Didn't put, I didn't put in half a million. I okay. put in about 10,000 into an altcoin called Harmony One. I've heard of that one. Yeah, it went skyrocket like crazy. And at this time, I was growing the business, working the job. And, you know, I, my count at the peak went to almost half a million. I think it was 485,000, half a million uh, in value. Mm-hmm. And my whole family screaming at me saying, sell, sell, sell. <laughs> my wife saying, sell, change our lives. And obviously, you know, when you see that happening, you see the skyrocket happening, you don't think about selling. Because no. you think it's going to go to a million two weeks later. And greed got to me, right? And didn't sell. And when Bitcoin fell from 60-something K and it crashed, every altcoin just basically just dropped like crazy. And it went down to like 20 grand. Same, bro. I had over 10 million in crypto. And I was like, I'm going to ride this to 100. It was going up like six figures a day. Every day. Every day you wake up. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, wow. Now it's worth like one or two mil. And I I never sold it. So that was a huge learning lesson. Next bull run, I am not doing that. I'm honestly not really investing any money in crypto anymore. I'm not investing any money in stocks, not nothing. I just put some, yeah. whatever the minimum amount I have to put into my, you know, SEP IRA, that's pretty much it. Besides that, dude, every dollar I make, every dollar I make goes right back into the business. Because for me, you know, it's increasing my overall monthly income, my yeah. monthly cash flow. I'm starting to feel older now, man, because I'm looking into bonds. I'm like, damn, <laughs> I'm playing it safe now. Like, this yeah, is like, weird. Like the, the biggest uh, return investment is you, yourself, right? Your yeah. business. So if I can spend that money on my business and it returns, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars every single month in net profit, then for me, it's a vehicle that, you know, I can keep using. Do I want to buy buildings later in the future? Yeah, for sure. I'll eventually get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't get a mortgage, so I have to buy everything in cash. It's a lot harder for me to do that, right? Can't go buy a $10 million building with 10% down. Right. So for me, I have to have $10 million in liquid cash to go buy that building. So I'll eventually do it someday. But right now, the goal is just keep doing the business to 1,000 units. Are you keeping an eye on the value of the U.S. dollar? No, not really. I mean, it's it's a little concerning. I mean, with depreciation and like they're just printing so much, people are and with bricks coming. But I don't know. I'm kind of finding ways to hedge against it. But with real estate, I guess that's a bet too. Yeah, like you know, with things going up in inflation, obviously housing prices are going to go up too. But at the same time, interest rates are also going up. So it's a give or take, right? In my business, I, I'm okay with interest rates going up because landlords are hurting a lot more. So they mm-hmm. can't really sit on vacant apartments that much. They need to get them rented out. Uh, when interest rates are low, uh, it's, for me, it's like it's the opposite, right? Like I, I prefer when landlords are hurting. I prefer when multifamilies hurting. Mm-hmm. That's when I basically get the best deals. Wow. When interest rates are low, access to capital is a lot cheaper too. So it always helps to have a lot of cash thing around for times like this. Yeah, no, you're in a good spot, man, because most people in real estate got, got wrecked. Yeah. If they didn't have like a backup fund or anything yep. and all their money was in the house, 
they had to sell at a loss or yep. like they can't even afford payments right now. Are you doing anything with foreclosures and stuff? No, nothing. Nothing? Nothing. So just you're just buying new apartments? Yeah, well, renting, yeah. So, renting, yeah. Yeah, I'm just strictly focused on the business, man. That's pretty much it. I don't really do anything else besides it. Wow. Is there any apartments that just someone threw a party or something? Oh, yeah, dude. So, <laughs> for example, in cities like uh, Detroit or Philly, you're going to run into that issue a lot. A lot of big players and big companies tried starting in Philadelphia, but they left after a year or six months. Buildings all kicked them out because they couldn't handle the clientele. Mm. They couldn't handle the people coming in from North Philly, from Jersey, from Camden, from Trenton. They'd throw crazy parties, right? <laughs> so you learn your lessons and you learn from your mistakes and you, you build systems in place to prevent that from happening. So any single time anyone books on Airbnb through any platform whatsoever, they have to send a picture of their ID with mm. a selfie. Then they go through a background check. Then we actually approve them. We have verbiage in all of our listings to prevent those people from even booking in the first place. So yeah. for me... I literally don't even remember the last time I had a party being thrown, maybe a year and a half ago. Um, but that's really the only, basically the only way to survive in this business to prevent that from happening. Yeah, because if they're having a 100-person party, they're going to mess up the apartment and yep. cause damage. But you can charge them for that, right? Correct. Yeah, you can charge them. Okay. It's not a total loss. I'm sure if they break something, Airbnb will cover it, right? Yep. Air cover is great. They cover literally everything. Nice. Is there any other apps or are you just on Airbnb? Uh, primarily on Airbnb, like, you know, a lot of people like Verbo and Booking.com, but I just prefer Airbnb mainly because air cover. Anything happens. You're covered basically for everything. They have mm-hmm. the best policy in terms of payouts. Are you trying to increase the number of beds in the apartments? <laughs> yeah, so that is one something that I am doing that I have noticed that y- you will make more money with the more amount of people you sleep. Mm-hmm. The problem with apartment buildings is that a lot of them have occupancy limits. I mean, you can't sleep more than four people. Uh. Some of my landlords are really strict on it. Some of them don't care. They say, do whatever you want. Just don't tell me about it. So those are the ones where I try to fit as many beds as possible. <laughs> sleep, you know, eight people in a two-bedroom, ten people in a two-bedroom. Damn. Those ones make the most money, yeah. You fit ten in a two-bedroom? You do, yeah. Bro, that Bunk is... beds, sofa beds. Just throw a bunch of beds in there. And those are the landlords that are cool with it. They don't really care. That is savage, man. Ten people in a two-bedroom. I miss those days, man. Broke, sleeping on the on the couch. Yeah, and for me, but I make a lot more money that way. Because now ten people can split that price of a two-bedroom. I can charge a lot, a lot higher premium. Yeah. What are you working on now other than scaling this? That's pretty much it, man. I've been scaling this. I started uh, so I started uh, social media about a year and a half ago. I've been trying to scale my social media up now. Yeah. Uh, that's going pretty well. Uh, and that's pretty much it, just growing my student base uh, and just documenting my journey to 1,000 units. Yeah. That's the biggest thing right now. Yeah, YouTube's really well, man. You have a lot of informative videos. Yeah, yeah. I'd say you're probably one of my favorite Airbnb people on YouTube. Oh, thank you. Because a lot of them like teach it, but they're not on your have a real business. So yeah. that, that's why I started uh, basically. So I didn't know what any of this whole course guru stuff was up until two years ago. I had no idea whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I just thought everything was a scam. And then as I'm doing the business, I'm on social media and I'm seeing these people talk about Airbnb, selling courses on Airbnb. And I'm like, well, these guys don't have a real business. I find all their properties. They have like three apartments. Yeah. You know what they're talking about? The information, information is so elementary. Like, what are they talking about? So I'm like, all right, let me just. And at that time, I was docking my journey about like 10 to 11K followers on Instagram, post on Instagram service saying, hey guys, I'm gonna do a seven hour masterclass, tell you guys everything you need to know about Airbnb. Send me, sell me a thousand bucks if you wanna learn. Mm-hmm. I'm going to Dubai in four days for vacation. Uh, and I told myself, if I gotta get four people to sign up, I'll pay for my uh, plane tickets. Yeah. My wife and I, I had 28 people send me a thousand dollars that same hour. So I made 28 grand just like that. I'm like, All right, perfect. Uh, very next day, seven hours straight, do it. Then I post on my Instagram story, guys, I have the recording available for 800 bucks. It's seven hours long. Mm-hmm. 35 people paid 800 Damn. bucks right away. I'm like, I just made 60 grand in two days. What the heck? <laughs> then I realized, I'm like, all right, people actually want to learn from someone who actually runs the actual business, who has a real business, who's actually doing the thing he's selling, that he's talking about, 
let me actually dive into it. So my first year on uh, online social media course sales, yeah. I think I did about maybe I'd say about a million. Holy crap. A million. First year? Yeah. And that's like, and this is all just me posting on my Instagram story. Like, I have no systems. I didn't know what a uh, closer was. I don't know yeah. what setters are. I don't know what ads are. Literally just me walking around, docking my life. So if you guys are interested, click the link in the bio. Mm -hmm. That's it. Literally nothing else. Second year, I learned a little bit more about the guru space, the core space, and started hiring a team uh, with fulfillment and just build out entire systems and processes for that business. Yeah. So this year, I think I finished off about $3 million in core sales. Amazing. Yeah. And the margins in info space are amazing. So. Yeah, so my margins are about, well, now that you add a bunch of people on in the infrastructure, uh, I think my margins this year were about 75%. Yeah, so that's about, super high. Yeah, two and a half, yeah, two million plus in the total net uh, cash flow. That's incredible, man. How many people are you coaching right now? Um, so uh, three different packages. Obviously, you know, well, now I only have two. One is just the regular program that just revamped completely for 2024 because everybody's changed so much. Yeah. It's the last time, the time I recorded my course. Uh, and the second one is my mentorship. That one's 20 grand. More people actually buy the 20 grand one to work with me one-on-one -on -one rather than the 5K one. Because wow. There's a lot more perks. You get a lot more help with me individually. Yeah. So, but yeah, and just in general, like, I just basically trying to figure out what ways I can deliver value to my students and what ways Airbnb is changing. That way I can make sure everyone's, you know, making as much money as possible. Mm -hmm. And it's cool because you're actually doing it live. You're I not... actually have students come fly out and shout at me for a week. Wow. And I'm literally building 30 apartments out in a brand new city and people are just watching me and, like, they're shadowing me and teaching yeah. everything. These are my furniture builders, how we're furnishing each apartment. So that's the thing people really want to see. Mm -hmm. A lot of these other people in the space can't do that. They don't have a real business. No. They're fake. It's all, <laughs> it's all a bunch of fake gurus. They no. talk about it, sit in front of the camera with their mics and yeah. uh, video cameras and talk. They don't have a real business. They're just speaking BS. But. I love that. Yeah, that type of stuff where you're hands-on, you can't read in a book, and you're actually seeing it with your own eyes. You're there in person. I mean, there's not many people teaching like that. Yeah. Like, that's that's incredible, especially people in the Airbnb space. Because like you said, you see their videos. They have like five properties. And yep. it's like... You're not, I feel like you're not at the level yet where you could teach. No, zero. I'd say you need to be at at least 100. Yeah. Around there, yeah. yeah. That's a good number. Because like That's when I started, actually. 100 is literally when I started. Yeah, because yeah, then you're doing, what, seven, eight figures. You got to yeah, build business. Yeah, 100 units, doing about 3,000 a month. About, the 100 units should be doing about three, 300,000 a month. Um, you should be doing about 3 million a year. Yeah, that's solid. Um, you said you got 50 units coming up, activating in the next three weeks? I think I have like 100 starting in the Holy next three crap. weeks. Is yeah. that all one building? No, multiple different cities. Damn. How are you sourcing these? So a lot of it, honestly, so before originally, I had a system of VAs that would scour Zillow.com and just hit up every single building, mm. property management company, landlord, using my scripts. Okay. And that's pretty much how I scaled all the way to 300. The last 100 units that I got and the next 100 units that I'm getting, even maybe the next two, 300, are all basically from connections. Because mm. a lot of these landlords have buddies. They have friends. So one of the buildings that I'm in in Dallas, he actually has a friend who owns a building in Ohio that has, you know, 40, 50 units vacant. And he's like, hey, they're playing golf one day or whatever it is. I have a guy who has, you know, 50 apartments with me. Let me give you his number. And that's how we got connected. Mm. Another one was I had a building in Pittsburgh. The same owner has a friend in Philly connected me with him and have 50 apartments starting with him next month as well. Wow. So a lot of it now is word of mouth and connections and just talking to these landlords and seeing what other projects you're working on, what other friends you have, what other landlords could you recommend to me? Yeah, I really like this model because other than the furniture costs and maybe um, staff, there's really not much investment, right? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, and you're not getting to those numbers until you have some money coming in anyway. Correct. So you're really not risking your own money. Yeah, when you're starting out, your margins are actually really, really high because you don't really have a lot of staff, right? Yeah. It's just pretty much you. And you can hire some VAs for 500 bucks a month, and that's pretty much it. Your margin should be around 40-something percent, 45%. Wow. That's what mine were when I first started. 
uh, then of course, as you scale the business over time, your margins do decrease, but you're making more money, yeah. right? Because you have to build up the infrastructure to support 400, 500 units. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 40 is really high for Airbnb. Yeah, well, I, and that's when you first start out. So my margins right now this year, I think was at 25%. Okay. My goal for 2024 is to continue leaning down operations and finding inefficiencies, uh, plugging in any holes, and increase that margin to 35%. Because yeah. this year, if I don't, like, after the 500 units, I should do about 20 million in revenue. At 35% down margin, that's $7 million in take-home net income. That's amazing. So that's you're the whole in Texas, goal. so no state income tax, right? I am in Texas, correct. No state income tax. Awesome. But it's tough to pay, you know, the other federal tax and oh, things yeah. like that. That one, I'm, I'm still looking for ways with that one. I'm, I'm actually starting a charity this year. Literally, dude, <laughs> you have two options, and I, I've explored this very, very deeply. One is go buy real estate, right? Go get a big mortgage, do some cost segregation, yeah. and you basically will pay you know, almost nothing in taxes. I can't do that. So literally my only other option is to figure out creative ways that involve me not living in the United States. So I'm not an American citizen, right? Puerto Rico. I'm Canadian. No. So I was basically thinking about moving to Dubai and getting a Dubai citizenship uh, and getting that investor visa. And mm -hmm. that's pretty much the only way where I don't have to pay anything in taxes. Wow. The problem is I have to be in the United States for less than 120 days in the year. Mm. I really can't do that. That'd be tough. So, I don't know. Right? I'm thinking about ways. I'm figuring it out. I have a lot. I'm actually going to Dubai next uh, in two weeks. Yeah. I have some uh, meetings there. And figure out ways where I can. What can I do with all this money? Park it offshore somehow, or just basically what can I do in terms of living? Where can I live in certain parts of the year and certain parts and uh, another part of the uh, country? Just to basically offset my taxes because I can't, you know, do cost irrigation. Can't go buy ten million dollar buildings mm -hmm. and I have a lot of, you know, income. So I have to basically decrease that. Yeah, that's what Kiyosaki does, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you get to the point where you're you're sacrificing your freedom a bit. So know? this year on ten million in income, so ten million in revenue, uh, let's say uh, total income out, let's say it was two million something. Mm -hmm. I only paid about two hundred fifty thousand dollars in total taxes. Wow. Uh, so a big thing you can do with arbitrage is you can prepay rent. Mm. So let's say my monthly rent is five hundred thousand a month, right? On December the twenty fifth, I can prepay two months of rent. I can prepay a million dollars of rent, mm -hmm. and that entire million dollars I can basically write off for this year. That is cool. Yeah. That is really so cool. That's one big thing that basically everybody in the industry does is prepay a lot of rent. Yeah, and you could do that in business too. My account just told me you could prepay vendors. Right. So I, last week I just prepaid like 300 grand yep. to save money, which was yep. crazy. But it's part of the game, man. Well, um, great episode. Where can people find you? Uh, you guys can find me on uh, Instagram at Humza Zafar. Uh, my YouTube is also Humza Zafar. And my TikTok is Humza Zafar Love it, man. Thanks for coming on. Awesome. Thanks for watching, guys. Yeah, and we'll see you tomorrow.